Kinga, sure. you are so very welcome on to this week's installment of our Limelight special. This week we have opted for our Fashion Fix edit, where we can gain some valuable insights from yourself as the Look Online editor. As editor of the Look Online, you have witnessed a wealth of interesting articles. What were your favourites that were published over the year? For the Look, I would say I did a fashion pressure one, which is kind of simple, but at the same time, I found that I always kind of go back to the thought of it in a way. So kind of like feeling the pressure to buy things because they're new or it's a trend or everyone has something. Like, for example, mini bags, like the mini Prada bags and that kind of stuff. Everyone was getting them and, and I just had thoughts. I was like, oh, like, do I need it or do I want it because I see everyone on Instagram having it? And like, I feel like with fashion a lot of the time I find myself doing that but at least now I'm aware that it's just kind of more the business side and getting you to buy things and explaining to myself that I don't need all these things just because I'm seeing them online or I'm seeing my friends having them or so yeah I just did the kind of I did an article on that because I just kept coming back to that thought and I was like well obviously people I think of the same um so I loved that one and then a few ones that were just that I liked that weren't you know on the look or on the college view or any of them were some like that I just kind of remember from the year and that I thought were really good I always uh read Elizabeth Patton from the New York Times I really like her kind of way of reporting on fashion which is more like workers rights and in 2020 she wrote loads about that and I'm trying to see the side articles like kind of workers rights side more and like where I'm getting my clothes from uh who's doing it and the price they're kind of paying um so she's really really good at that if anyone's interested in that as well another thing that came out in Vogue was by a lady called Nina Sophia Morales I'm saying this so wrong, <laughs> but um, apologies. <laughs> yeah, it was just inside. It's inside Vogue where women um have the top jobs, but men still rule. So it's kind of going back to the 60s, 70s. Like it, it, she actually published a book about this. How you know they seem to be the editors, but they're being controlled by men mm-hmm. because a man doesn't want to write about fashion, but he wants to be in control of the business side. So it was, yeah, it was something different. I never really thought about and. Yeah, I'd I'd really recommend that one. Yeah, just some articles on how the pandemic kind of uh, will move forward, like how we see fashion and what will happen. I read a good few of them. uh, I think the Guardian one really stood out to me uh, by Hannah Marriott. Um, So yeah, just kind of really, I went away from the just fashion clothes side and really went into fashion industry this year, I feel so a little more serious but just as important I think yeah definitely so just in terms of like fashion journalism what kind of articles do you think uh in particular grab the attention of readers um I think now a lot of the magazines and stuff are doing more stuff on obviously sustainability and being aware of your you know carbon footprint in terms of the clothes you buy and that kind of stuff so I think that that's kind of what readers are looking for and a lot and especially in terms of individual companies like H&M's been in the 
in the news recently and just kind of I think that's what's really grabbing the attention and um, holding companies to account on how they do their business and are they greenwashing or are they not and obviously you have the typical kind of what's new the hottest hairstyle the hottest new pair of jeans that's going to be in like that's always there and that's always going to get fixed because it's fresh and it's new and people like I want to know um because you know I find it interesting like how trends come about and I often look at how the trends are influenced by history like is there anything that's kind of being brought back or is it brand new like that's what I kind of click into for like the trends part so um yeah but other than that I think definitely sustainability is what's really grabbing people's attention nowadays so as a follow-on from that what articles do you most enjoy reading and no matter like what the context is once the title is there you just click into it because it grabs your attention instantly definitely again like the sustainability like I'm just I get so curious on like how we do things now and especially from ones that I buy if I see something uh with the name like I don't know what brands like ASOS or one of them I'll just straight go to it because I know like I used to shop or sometimes I still shop so I'd say they're the kind of quickest articles I kind of tend to go to it's because I'm trying to kind of you know be more ethical in shopping and when I see something about something that I use like a service I tend to go to them but yeah a lot of beauty reviews I go to as well so yeah I do love reviews and again like friends you just uh, you mentioned this earlier as well just kind of fashion during the pandemic so how do you think the coverage of fashion journalism has changed since the pandemic hit I think well definitely it's more on minimalism and kind of getting the use of what you have and realizing that you can do with what you have you don't need you know new things every month every day um and that you really can cut back like even for myself like that's what I'm kind of interested in seeing like what can I make with the things I've been wearing every day and uh, like I haven't touched nearly half of my wardrobe I think that's really interesting like how people can do with what they have already and kind of cut back and a lot of people have obviously been clearing out the wardrobes and stuff too um and how to kind of do that well and make it go somewhere like depop and secondhand fashion i feel like a lot of coverage was on that like definitely at the beginning when everyone was doing their clear outs because they had nothing else to do so yeah i think definitely more on like the digital side and what's going to happen like there was a little bit of chaos in the media coverage of like you know fashion stuff like what's going to happen now but a lot of the digital shows even though obviously the viewings were down did really well so yeah it's just kind of navigating like with everything else what's going to happen and are there going to be major shifts in what happens and yeah I really like feature stories on that kind of side to it as well so mm. yeah and then if we move away from the look and from the fashion media side of things do you have any fashion highs and lows from 2020 because I'm sure there are loads but it's just picking the two yeah that was really hard actually I'd say kind of like the whole controversy with Simone Roche's collection for H&M that was one thing because you know we were so excited about an Irish designer and who was so exciting and then this massive thing comes out you know that a lot of kind of plus size and um, activists were kind of just really unhappy with how they went about the whole size thing so I found that really disappointing 
I didn't really watch any digital shows this year as much as I'd wanted to, I guess. Because they were so easily accessible and because they were uploaded on Instagram and you could see that they were 20 minutes long, you kind of only watched five minutes and came away from it. There wasn't that yeah. like, kind of intimate appeal with it, I found as well. Yeah, and I didn't, I feel like I wasn't as involved in fashion this year as I would have always been just because I haven't been going anywhere. I haven't been buying clothes. I haven't been thinking about clothes or anything really. Um, I felt like, yeah, a little sad, but you know, what can you do? <laughs> I feel like it'll be hard to move out of our, like, you know, you reach for your leggings in your top without even thinking now. Like you don't, yeah. Like, yeah. Zoom and things like you don't even think you're just like wearing the same thing and you're like, did I ever like fashion or is this the new me? Like, <laughs> Yeah, literally trying to get back to what you were wearing and actually, oh, I don't know. Like I can't see myself wearing jeans. For like five hours ever again. And I had a wedding at the start just when April, yeah, March last year lockdown started. So it was in June, July, I had a wedding. Hmm. So we were really looking forward to it. And I found the perfect dress, baby blue, like powder blue is my favorite color. Found it on sale for like 15 euro from something ridiculous. And it was just perfect. And then couldn't go, couldn't wear it. And then I, I think I just got a bit sour and I was like, oh. Yeah. like I just not wear nice clothes ever again it's just like I couldn't wear that so I just oh so sad but you know yeah when, when you are thinking about style though uh, who do you look to for style inspiration or who do you see as your fashion muse yeah this one was really hard because I thought I had I thought I'd have like five people by like yeah it's them but I actually I actually don't really have any particular person which is so unlike me because I don't know, I'm so indecisive. I kind of sometimes need that person, like a person to look at and be like, okay, this is what I, I want. But I think maybe like Elsa Hosk, she's a former Victoria's Secret model. I just love her kind of simple, simple style, like mixed with like a pop of color sometimes and like accessories. And then Rosie uh, Huttington Widely as well. I love her kind of plain style, but with accessories, I, I feel like that's me kind of plain neutral minimum with like a good bag like I love my bags I feel like little bits make an effort and I feel like that's what they do so I kind of look at them more because they're they're kind of simple so I can put my own kind of spin on it yeah so um yeah but other than that I'd say like movies and like yeah I think of movies a lot when like it depends what mood I'm in like when I watched Mad Men I was literally like that's it like I'm I'm not going to go as far as dressing as like a 50s housewife, but like definitely change my look for like a good few months. And then I'll watch something else and then I'll change. And then I'll go back to my neutral minimals and then I'll put an edge of something else that I was inspired by. So I think I constantly change. Like I don't, I can't really look to one person because in my head I have like all these, all these things that I always kind of change to whatever I'm feeling if that makes sense at all. It is like an amalgamation of everything you watched, read and listened to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like places or when I go like somewhere, like Norway, I saw how they dress. They just really simple. But like, and then I'd go somewhere else and I'd see their fashion, like Portugal. And I'd be like, wow, like the girls there have, you, you get a sense of what to wear and then you come back and you kind of, you do that in your own way. So yeah, definitely like places, movies and things more than people for me I think. Hmm. And then I suppose 
what Instagram accounts would you recommend we follow just as another fashion source of inspiration? What simple kind of minimalistic um, girls I kind of follow are like Samantha Guerrero. I feel like she, she does loads of kind of like work casual blazers, like neutrals, the same with uh, Retro Flame, which is Erica Fox. She's an Irish um, influencer. I think she really does her outfit go with jewelry. So I love to kind of see what she does. Um, and yeah, I like Olivia Palermo as well. She kind of puts, yeah, she she mixes patterns, which I literally can't do. Yeah, she's the more out there me if I ever go there. So um, is there anything on your wish list at the moment? Um, yeah, Trudy knows this one. So my most expensive, unrealistic wish list item is the dress Taylor Swift stole from me for the Grammys. Um, it's like a Oscar de la Renta spring summer flower dress. So it has embroidered like uh, flowers all over. It's kind of like, it's not mini or is it mini? Yeah, it's a mini dress with long sleeves and like a high neck. Um, I don't know. I just saw maybe it was spring that like I just fell in love with it or I don't know why. I just love and I actually love all the collection. So <clears throat> someone wants to donate some me please please yeah it was just simple but elegant and then a kind of more affordable thing which is like such a little thing but I really want is the Olaplex oil hair it's good quality and it lasts for a really long time so it's actually worth the investment yeah they're two completely different <laughs> one unattainable thing but and if you could sum up your style in three words what would they be I think I'd rather do the whole even serve answer this because I actually don't know like I because it just changes so much when I kind of come back to the base of it and I'd say it's just like kind of simple elegant classic with jewelry so classic jewelry and blazers I have an obsession with blazers recently yeah, it is a hard one because you're trying to bring so much into like, you know, define everything in three words. But that, yeah, that was a good one. So that is it for our Fashion Fix edit with Kinga Pachowska this week, the online look editors. Thank you very much for Kinga for joining us this week. Thank you.